but I grew up fearful, very, very fearful of repercussions. And I think that's one of the reasons <clears throat> amongst many levels, I guess, of why it's difficult for us to, to say no, because we fear repercussion. We fear what will happen. We fear um, um, that um, someone will be displeased and, and we will upset someone. Uh, so to kind of keep everyone happy, you just, you just go along with and say yes. But coming back to my other point, you know, I was never taught that what I think is necessary and what I instilled in my kids um, particularly is that, you know, if you've got this dodgy guy and if someone, if there's a creep and if there's someone that's that's treating you, you know, in in harmfully or disrespectfully, you have a right to, to tell that person to piss off. Swear at them, I don't care if you swear at them. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with friend, psychotherapist and long-term win at life client, Carol Needov. Carol has been in our program for over two years and helps women overcome mindset roadblocks that are stopping them from making progress towards their goals. One of the biggest things we see in our program is women's inability to say no. So many women are conditioned from birth to say yes to please others. If this is something you struggle with, you are not alone. Many women don't feel they should put their energy, time and bodies first. When you say yes to things you don't have time to do, what you don't see is all the things you are saying no to. In this episode, Carol and I discuss why women have such a hard time saying no to things they don't want to do and why it is so important to learn how to say no confidently and not feel guilty about it. Carol also talks about her upbringing and how it impacted her ability to say no and how you can start prioritizing yourself and start saying no with confidence. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y. B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Hi, Carol. Uh, Welcome to the Win at Life podcast. I just love Carol. She's been in our program for over two years now. She's become one of our friends, Craig and our friends, and she's got a lovely husband, Mark. They've actually come to our house for dinner when they were here on holidays, and they're just two really good humans, Um, and I just really enjoy Carol's. We always have good chats. She's very worldly, Carol. She's a bit older than me. Not that much older, but like, you know, not like my mum, but, but no. <laughs> maybe like an older sister type. Yes. I'll, I'll, That's probably I'll... a more better description, but she's a psychotherapist and she's got her own practice and she has two grown up kids. Well, they're in their late teens and early 20s Mm. now at uni um and she she's in our program but she also helps women we do like these lives every fortnight we call them breaking through barriers and she works with a lot of women in our program just to help them work through some of the typical roadblocks that women have when it comes to improving their health or, you know, reaching their body goals. Some women want to lose weight, you know, some women want to build muscle, some women have a host of health issues that they want to improve. And one of the most common things that we see with women in the program is they just can't say no. They just can't say no. And Carol deals with it too a lot of the time. And I thought maybe, Carol, you could talk about your own experience with this and talk about, you know, your how, I guess, you grew up 
and it was mm-hmm. really ingrained in you. Like I've heard you talk about that martyr mentality mm-hmm. and how that influenced you for a long time to just always say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, um, thanks, Kitty. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> <laughs> great to kind of have this chat thanks for inviting me um yeah so well I grew up European um background my parents I was born here and and my parents had already been here about I don't know four five six years before I came into the world into and they they immigrated from what was then former Yugoslavia although they are they kind of call themselves as having you know um been born and born from you know in Croatia and uh but you know very much the assimilated Australians however those strong European values and roles and traditional roles of the man and woman in a marriage was still the same as if they were over there yeah so you know god love him dad um he was you know your classic misogynistic sexist <laughs> um you know alpha male in the household and mum was kind of the quietly i think quietly independent in her own way but you know had to kind of conform with with um you know you know the rules of the rules of the house etc cetera, etc cetera, as did as did my brother and i but my father was very strict. Um, it was his way or the highway. So there, there really wasn't much opportunity to say no. You had to say yes all the time. So I guess my my confidence and uh, belief that it was, you know, I guess it got my my what's the word um, freedom in a way to sort of say yes was eroded really early because it was all about what. What, what would people think, how, you know, was always about how we were perceived and, you know, my father being incredibly proud, um, you know, we had to dress well, look presentable, be polite. You know, this is for both of us, not just me. Um, and, and, um, and, you know, this is what dad does all the outside stuff and mum does all the inside stuff. However, they both work. They worked really, really hard. They had a really strong work ethic and um, um, and mum, yeah, they, they were, mum was a full-time working mum, uh, not a domestic mum, but our grandmother lived with us. She came out from Croatia in 65 actually and so she lived with us too <clears throat> so she was very much the help in the house for my mum as well as kind of our 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 minder when we come to and from school etc um so yeah those kind of rules and ro- roles were really instilled in us and it really ties into what I was never taught was how to tell someone to fuck off <laughs> I was never told or taught that it's okay when there's some dodgy dick, you know, out and about in, in you know, as you're growing up, you're going to find, and I was never taught, you know, when you're out and about, you might attract a bit of attention. Um, um, if you've got some, you know, asshole or dodgy guy or some creep, you know, hanging around, just tell them to fuck off, you know. I was never taught that because that was impolite. Like my brother and I weren't even allowed to have fights. We fought when they weren't around, but we weren't allowed to speak disrespectfully 
ever, you know, and he would come down so hard on that. So it was pretty scary growing up with him because, you know, he, he, was, he was cranky a lot. <laughs> He's mellowed so much and, 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 you know, we've kind of gone through a really difficult growth phase um, maybe 10, 12 years ago where it was really, really hard and, and we've come out the other end and I have a really great relationship with him and I've always been very close to my mum. God love her. She's tolerated him for 62 years they've been married, so it's amazing. Um, and they do love each other. It's quite an extraordinary relationship. <clears throat> but it has always been about dad. But it's really nice how I can just, um, I can kind of give him heaps about how he is and get away with it and, and <laughs> there's no repercussions. But I grew up fearful, very, very fearful of repercussions, and I think that's one of the reasons <clears throat> amongst many uh, levels, I guess, of why it's difficult for us to, to say no because we fear repercussion, we fear what will happen, we fear um, um, that um, someone will be displeased and, and we will upset someone. Uh, so to kind of keep everyone happy, you just, you just go along with and say yes. But coming back to my other point, you know, I was never taught that what I think is necessary and what I instilled in my kids um, particularly is that, you know, if you've got this dodgy guy and if someone, if there's a creep and if there's someone that's, that's treating you, you know, in, in harmfully or disrespectfully, you have a right to, to tell that person to piss off, swear at them. I don't care if you swear at them. Um, it's not okay. So learning that boundary, which I guess I was never taught, taught and that was so uncomfortable for me. I mean, oh, my God um uh just just having to stick around or, or just just run away and hide from guys particularly <laughs> I was traveling overseas I remember being lumped with this guy this American dude I was stuck with him all day in London and all he did was talk at me until I could um until it was time to leave and I just went back to my hotel and I'd kind of lost a whole day having to listen to this American who just wouldn't fuck off because I was too too scared to tell him to go away I want to be by myself <laughs> so you know that's kind of what 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 became my experience and and why it was very much based on how I was how I was socialized and and conditioned and I think that's the case for many women yeah because I was going to say like my next question is why do you think that so many women have a problem in saying no to many things mm. Yeah, they overcommit themselves, and they get tired, and they get resentful, and they really just put themselves last. Yeah, yeah, they do. Well, it comes back to that that um, uh, comment I made before. It's it can be a number of things. Um, going going kind of way back, what we learnt in general, um, how it because it's we were taught long ago when we were, you know, in tribes and. Um, the ways that communities survived was by helping one another and, and sharing responsibility and I'll do this for you if you do this for me. So through trade, we learnt that for survival of, tri of tribes, you know, there was this what's called, you know, reciprocity and we did favours for each other. So that's in a general sense, that's kind of how we learnt it. Um, and... Um, so, but particularly for women, 
what we were taught was that, you know, we would, um, you know, do be very helpful and we were taught to um, be very fair and um, seen and not heard, maybe perhaps growing up, and more so for women, whilst the men let's say, you know, did the work in the fields or worked outside, the woman kind of had her role inside. And um, there was quite, there was quite, quite a traditional kind of setup. But ultimately, you know, we had to be fair, we had to be good girls, courteous, smile, and, um, um, and, and that kind of has, has stayed, you know, our main value then becomes about being helpful and it's and it's what we're taught and hence when you come into a program like this you're asked to basically put yourself first and that's why they sign up but there's this whole you know history and then what they've practiced and what they've learned in their own homes what they saw their mothers do like my mother you asked me earlier you know um, she just self-sacrificed all the time. She was selfless. In fact, she wouldn't even know what her needs were because she just did what she had to do and it was all about the children. It was all about us and bringing in income to, to, and, to, and to cook and to provide and, and um, be loving and all of those things, but she rarely did anything for herself. She did stuff with my dad, but the fact that she even went to TAFE to study to be, when the health care interpreter service came into New South Wales she joined up as one of the first lot of interpreters to be the what was called the Yugoslav interpreter back then which then changed into Croatian after the independence um, states came into play in 95 but uh, she did that until she retired but even that my dad had an issue with her he wanted the income but at the same time he had an issue with her not being home and and having to take time out to actually learn the material in order to become an interpreter so it was very, she went up against, you know, tradition and, and, but very quietly, always, always instilled in me to make sure you have your independence. Don't worry about marriage. That's not important. Set yourself up, set yourself up always. That was what she kind of taught me. So um, I guess that's kind of what, what I followed. I followed that advice and, um, and, and went along that way, at least, you know, nowadays it's very common that, that, you know, there is a lot more um, women in in the workforce, as you know, as there are as there are men. So that's just that's becoming a norm. But yet there is still women are still quite disempowered um, to say no because of the fact that we were taught to somehow, you know, provide pleasure. Um, um, even 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 saying yes to sex if we're ambivalent is sometimes something that happens for women and it doesn't have to be because there's violence and there's fear attached that aside and that's something else um, um, which makes it difficult to kind of assert ourselves so it's keeping kind of the, the violence side out of it just the fact that we don't feel that um, um, you know, we feel that we're coerced at times and are unable to to say no in situations when, you know, we're just kind of meh about it, you know, we'll still say, yeah, okay, as opposed to, no, you know, I've got other stuff to do. Um, so it's something that we've learned. And then the other thing, Kitty, is that we um, tend to judge ourselves. Uh, we kind of feel, feel that kind of guilt or that we're, um, um, 
you know, that there's something wrong with us and we judge ourselves. So we kind of go into this shame and blame for getting ourselves into situations that we don't really um, want to get into. But, you know, we, we will avoid the yes because uh, it's just easier and we tell ourselves that it's really, really hard. It's too hard. And that's what we hear a lot of the women in the program say. It's, it's just too hard. I can't do it. Um, and, and then we've kind of screwed ourselves because we then believe that it's been hard because people validate it and that keeps us stuck. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my, my view on it. Probably got a bit more to say about that, but might come back. Yeah. yeah it's, um, and how, you know, because obviously I'm not a mother, so mm. I can't comment. I have no experience in this area, mm. but you do. Mm. And, you know, like this is just my observation from women when they get on and chat about like they'll come into the program and they may for a long time not put time aside for themselves or no. to do food prep or do some sort of form of exercise um, and just, you know, get enough sleep and fuel their bodies. And they always seem to say the same thing when they start to say no and when they start to actually take some time back for themselves and invest in themselves that they they say, oh, I'm actually a better mother. I'm more patient. Mm. You know, I want to do more for my family because I'm not feeling like I'm filling up everyone else's cup for my own. Mm. How important do you think it is? Because I know that, and again, I because I don't know what it's like to be mum, so I just can't make a comment, but I'm sure there'll be women listening to this going, oh, but I just can't do that. No, I just don't have time to make any time for myself or do things for myself. Mm. Yeah, and I, they're, they're kind of on autopilot. They're on this treadmill of what they've always done. Um, what, what happens before they come out the other end and realise that they have so much more energy and they're better parents for it, before they get to that, because that takes a bit of time, they have to come about, they have to come face to face with everything that they've now squished into their life on top of what they were doing before, which is why the stress factor comes in and they say, I just can't do it, it's too difficult, because they're they're still saying yes to everything else. And and by still saying yes to everything else, they're still saying no to themselves at the same time. And but if they're trying, if they're trying to say yes to everything, like we had quite a few women talk, we talked about stress on our breaking barriers just last Tuesday. It was so evident that women are still trying to do everything. So they're still actually not saying no to certain things. Um, and, and that's something we, we have to learn. We have to recognize that every time we say yes to something, we are saying no to something else. So for, if you're getting stressed, you're saying yes, you're saying yes to work, attending to family, attending to training, planning my meals, <clears throat> but I'm not saying, I'm saying no to rest. So that's what you're saying no to as opposed to no, maybe um, um, reevaluate my, my work hours, delegate, not say yes to everything, delegate my, my roles and responsibilities, you know, with my, with my partner if I have one in the house um um and and seek seek help and support but find ways kind of we kind of we kind of lie to ourselves thinking that um you know we can do everything and and I don't have to say no to anything kind of thing that that I think is a lie that we tell ourselves that I'm not saying no to anything um um so um yeah it's it's important that when they do actually find the balance because they have to find 
a balance where they fit their meal prepping. First, they're shopping, then they're, you know, then prepping their meals, putting their meals into MyFitnessPal so that, you know, they can track. Um, that's quite a lot to say yes to and it takes quite a bit of time. But when they recognise that when I've done that, it takes me less time to eat my meals and and I'm actually more available for other people. If they're still small, if they're still young, I can kind of eat my meal quite quickly and attend to, to them in some regard. Um, um, I have a bit more time for training and I'm sleeping better, so therefore I'm more energy energised and I therefore have greater capacity. So over the course of time, by saying first, getting their heads around the fact that I actually have to create more balance um, and set better boundaries with myself that ultimately I'm going to feel better. And that's kind of the testimonies of most of the women is that I have more energy, my sleep has improved, I feel like I'm a better mum and I have more emotional availability for them rather than be reactive and tired and, and, and snappy and, you know, maybe just being that bitch that, that we just don't like. So um, it, there's, a, there's a bit of a process because, you know, we don't, we've, it's been ingrained for so long that, you know, we're taught almost that our whole value system and our whole self-worth depends on people liking us, you know. And, and, um, and so if we can predict that me saying no to someone that we grew up with, you know, saying no to them, if we can predict in our own mind that that's going to cause upsetness, then, of course, it's going to be hard to say no to people because of what we've learned. So, you know, if we've, I'll just kind of repeat that. I don't know if that was clear, but, you know, if if we've been taught all along that it's, that it's scary to say no, there will be repercussions to say no, we have an internal predictor that so this is not good. If I say no, this is what will happen. So this is why it's so hard. So it's an absolute almost brain malfunction to all of a, all of a sudden um, turn around and say no because you have that to deal with and it's super uncomfortable and it's super unpleasant and we just have to embrace that discomfort rather than be constantly resentful for saying yes to things that we don't want to do, um, whether it's, you know, certain committees that you might be on the school volunteering for certain things because that would be helpful. I'm volunteering and I'm providing service and there's this and there's that. I mean, there's contribution is important value for some women and that's fine. But at what price, you know, how is it amongst prior to well to life, you know, how much were you actually, how much were you saying yes to yourself if all you're doing is of service to family, to a partner, to children, extended parents maybe your parents as well as your job as well as the school you know so good we're all busy being so good and such good mothers or such good um um you know members of community that you know we're stressed strung out <laughs> and and terrible at setting boundaries basically is what it is and resentful you know like really bitter and cranky about it <clears throat> it's like you just have to learn to not give a fuck what people think. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. be selfish sometimes. It's you true. Think? But because of that, because of that belief system that's so entrenched that I'm selfish by doing this, mm -hmm. that's what you have to unlearn. And, and, and like everything, it, it takes practice. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's a bit like 
learning um, learning to, to lift, right? Learning to lift. Mm. It, it, it's hard. Our legs will shake, let's say, just doing a bloody um, uh, band wall sit, you know. It's hard um, because, you know, we're learning how to create strength. So we have to embrace, what are we going to do? Just go, well, fuck it, I'm not going to be able to do that. We're going to stick through the pain because we know that muscles are going to grow and, um, and, and I'm going to come out, you know, stronger for it. It's the same thing. I have to learn to sit with that unpleasant feeling of saying no to someone and saying yes to, in this case, my program. And, and yes, they're going to be upset, but we have to learn to deal with that better. And it's when we fold um, that, that, that makes it hard when we buy into taking care of that person because they're upset, we've straight away ignored ourselves. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm. And talk about, you know, like, and I'm not saying this is the case for everyone, but we were having this discussion. I think it might have been one of our breakthrough um, barriers and you talked about like being a self-sacrificing martyr. And I yeah. know in times like, you know, maybe when I first met Craig, because I think I'm just better now in our relationship and maybe I carried over some bad habits <laughs> from my old relationship, but where I'd do all these things and then get the shits with him. But Mm. you haven't even asked him for help. You haven't, you've just done this yourself. Like he hasn't expected you to do it. So you're just becoming this martyr. Like it's like you like to wear that, like, um, um, you know, I'm doing all of this. I'm doing everything. and Badge of honour. Yeah. Yeah. I think some women get like that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um. Uh, because they think you know this is the right thing to do so it's it's um it is it's it you are you can be kind of that get into that martyr role and I'm doing and you tell yourself I'm doing the right thing but deep down you just want to strangle the cat you know so it's it's and and you're resentful so what's what's better being uncomfortable or being resentful and the uncomfortableness will pass, but the resentment just kind of sticks. So as you're describing all the things that you're doing for, you know, Cray, you're getting shittier. I know I start to slam doors a bit louder. I start to throw cutlery a bit louder into the drawer. <laughs> and I start to get the narrative, I'm always the last one in the kitchen. <laughs> and and I'm, I've, I've grown so much I don't do that anymore because I, I had to kind of wake up to myself going just ask the people yeah. will come the people yeah. will come yeah and, and when Mark shouts from the lounge room you know Spunky do you need some help in the kitchen go yes I do not like oh no it's okay yeah <laughs> like it's not <laughs> and that's yeah, that's, like, that's that's really really old that's because my mum would just, oh, she was almost an OCD clean freak, you know, so but she, she just tidied everything while my dad fucking sat back there and watched the telly and just, you know, asked her, where is this and where is that? Can you bring me this? Can you bring me that? Oh, it used to infuriate, you know, my brother and I as we were growing up because if mum didn't have to get it, I had to get it, you know. So, uh, so there I am doing that, catching myself in the moment, you know, making things louder, slamming doors, throwing cutlery in it. Uh, I, it's it's like stop it carol listen to you turning into a critical bitch like get over yourself and Mm -hmm. and set some boundaries get some help and and say yes to help and and no to being the only person in the kitchen 
So maybe let's now talk about what it, so if a woman, you know, she, she's sitting here going, yep, this is me. Yep, I say yes to everything. Yep, I'm pissed off and I'm tired. Yeah, 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 you're one of these women. I'm resentful, I'm resentful. So what's some strategies that they can, how can they break out of this? What's some things that they can do? Well, firstly, they need to not tell themselves that there's something wrong with them because they do it, mm. yeah? So don't think that you're weak because it's hard for you to say no, right? Because now that you have a bit more of an understanding as to why, given where you've come from, and what you've taught, what you've been taught and how you've been socialised, it's important to the first thing is not to judge yourself for that. Um, and like we said, not wear it as a badge of honour kind of thing. Um, but um, it's important. Um, notice if you're, if you're the type of person that says, oh, but, I, you know, I'm too sensitive and I'm an empath and I can't help myself, that's just going to keep you stuck. So it's important that you um, kind of go, well, that's not going to, it's not going to help me at the end of the day. Um, um, and, and again, like I said, you have to realise that um, you're always saying no to something when you're saying yes. So if you're saying yes to and find it hard to say no, as we all do, you're always saying um no to something else there's something that you're not doing because you're saying yes does that make sense mm -hmm. and we're doing that all the time um you're probably saying no to a training session one particular meal you're probably saying no to rest you're probably saying no to maybe some some as, as what's commonly known as a side hustle these days you know you're probably saying no to maybe having sex with your partner maybe you're saying no to playing with the kids or spending time cooking with your family you know there's always something that you're saying no to. So it's important to kind of figure out what it is that I do um, and, and, and think about really pause before you say yes to something and think about, well, what's that? What am I actually not saying? What am I saying no to because of that? <clears throat> so we have to work on living for ourselves and not for other people. Um, and and that, that I think is really critical. Like I said before, the lie that you kind of tell yourself that you can fit everything in is just bullshit. And um, all that does is just keep enabling us to say yes if we keep saying, um, you know, I can, I, can fit, I can fit all that in. Um, because you're probably saying something no to your energy, your time, maybe you're saying no to money. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes there's a bit of trade-off with that, which can be a bit fun. But um, um, really being honest with yourself. Uh, around that I think is really important and do and really ask yourself do I really want to be this person that lives my life too scared to say no because I'm going to upset someone I'm going to displease or they will disapprove of me you know if I have any of those beliefs going on for me and many of us do um, do I actually want to continue to live like that um, um, because you can learn to do it it just it just you know takes time and it's going to be super uncomfortable like you will feel anxious um you will upset them and it's normal that you've upset them um because you've said no to them but you haven't done anything wrong that's the thing it's like you have to tell yourself i'm not doing anything wrong by saying um so it's really about embracing the discomfort. I, I've just remembered um, 
Brene Brown, who we all, most of us are familiar with, in, in one of her um, audibles where she talks about the power of vulnerability, she talks about this ring that she bought. And she used to catch herself saying yes all the time to making cupcakes, you know, making cupcakes for the school. <laughs> and, you know, I find myself saying yes. And next thing you know, I wasn't baking them. I was buying them and I was so resentful. I was shitty. So she bought this ring that would turn and spin. And I love this. She said, every time I was asked to do something and it was really uncomfortable for me to say no, and I knew I couldn't fit it in, but there was that other half of me saying, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. She'd spin this ring and go, and she'd say to herself, okay, Brené, resentment over discomfort, resentment over discomfort. And she'd spin that ring, right? And uh, so that's a little tip from Brené. But I love that because it's true. We're either going to be uncomfortable, which ultimately will pass, or we will just be stuck with our resentment. So it's a choice. And we just need to, I think, in the first instance, um, say no to something and, and, and then sit with the discomfort and 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 embrace that and kind of look up and breathe and go, shit, that was really hard. Um, but at the same time, know that you're not doing anything wrong. So it's always about coming back to, I haven't done anything wrong. Yes, they're upset. I mean, toddlers say no all the time. Like think about toddlers, like their boundaries are really, really strong. And uh, so they say no all the time. So uh, it's like if you're that woman, it's like a new exercise. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt but ultimately you're going to get stronger over time by, by exercising your muscles. So really just embracing the practice of, of saying no and remembering that um, uh, you've not done anything wrong by, by doing it. And there's a good reason why you've learned to say yes to everything because it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of how we've been conditioned as females in society. What about, Carol, like talking to your partner? Because, you know, I think a lot of women... They're just not communicating with their partner that they need help or, you know, are we mm. caught up with these friends of ours? They're a couple and they've got four kids and um, it was actually the reverse, right, <laughs> which, which, is, which was interesting. It was the male and he w- was having this discussion how he's like he's really bad at, you know, telling his partner when he actually needs help and takes too much on board but then mm. feels like he's failing but mm. won't really ask her for help. Mm. You know, so yeah. and he was saying he needs to get better at communicating. Like when she says to him, "Do you need some help with that?" Instead of saying no, actually saying yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, he needs to tap into how it's feeling, how he's feeling about doing what he's doing that he needs help with, and quite often it's that tapping into that first and saying, "I'm really noticing how how um, cranky I'm getting about." what it is that I'm doing it's it's really how can I give you an example of like what I what I, I could speak for myself in where you know I would say to Mark I'm noticing I'm getting really critical and I don't like it and and I don't, and I don't like kind of what I become when I'm this way and what I need to practice is is saying yes to you when you want to, when you want to help, and I need to get better at asking for help because I haven't had a lot of practice. So I really had to own what I couldn't do very well, and that just becomes. I mean, in that space, I'm being quite vulnerable, and I'm sharing a part of myself that, you know, maybe I have some shame around, and 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 I think that's really common too for women. There's lots of shame in in thinking that they might need some help, or or even that they, you know. 
are wanting to say yes to something that they that they you know, when I say say no to something by saying yes to something good is what I mean by that um so it's you know for for that for in the partnership it's very much about really really owning the resentment and the discomfort and the unhappiness that they're feeling and explaining it to their partner not but what we often do um is that we hang on to that resentment and then we project and you know give our partner the, the anger that we're actually holding and that's just not fair it's not a fair fight they don't know where the fuck you're coming from they're not mind readers so it's all about being clumsy to begin with about expressing what's what's not okay and and how I'd really like things to change around here and bringing your partner into your world in a way that hopefully they can hear you. I think that's the thing is, you know, are they available to listen? Are they available to hear? This isn't, this isn't kind of good enough for me and I'm not kind of, um, I'm not happy with myself and within myself when I'm kind of, harboring this resentment and being a martyr or whatever it is he's doing which it is which he is and he also has that learnt you know um belief of you mentioned it you know that he'll be perceived as weak or a failure as a partner which is what it's not about at all like that's just a misconception Mm. Mm. yeah it's a it is I think hard to do initially but hard to do initially when you get better at it, you just you feel yeah. better and happier. And- yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It's such an uncomfortable space, which is why it's so it's so unfamiliar. But you know, when you when you look at how and why and how we were raised, um, and and what we learnt that you know we've got to do do what we've been asked. You know, be polite. You know, be touched by people um, that that we don't want to be touched with. Let's think about. You know, kids that are kind of, you know, have to hug, you know, taught to kind of hug and kiss and greet, you know, strangers as they're growing up or, I mean, not strangers, but, you know, people that they might not want to touch or hug, you know. So we're taught early on to kind of ignore our our boundaries and just be polite and courteous. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So if that's instilled over and over, we don't even know kind of where I end and the other begins kind of thing. So it's very hard then to think it's okay to tell someone to fuck off, you're in my space, (laughs) out and about, you know, in the world. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's difficult and to be prepared for the discomfort around it, but. There is a way, you know, there is, yeah. there is a way. We, we can learn and, and there is a middle ground. We just haven't learned how to do it. Mm. And I think we need to accept that, well, fuck, I've never learned how to do it, so I need to practice. <clears throat> um, but really recognising that it's, it's, it's not that there's something wrong with us or that we're doing anything wrong. It's just that we haven't learned it and that's kind of the middle, the middle path that we kind of have to sit mm. with. Mm-hmm. but very common mm. and so why, why why women find it hard to 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 follow a program like this because it is it's it's so about putting yourself first and and taking time for yourself to do the tasks that it requires to be successful mm-hmm. and that success can mean many different things for women it's not you know 
just about looking a particular way and having optimum, um, you know, subjective measures all the time. It, you know, it's like this is, you know, up and down, up and down, yeah. but, <clears throat> or, you know, up, 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 kind of constantly always getting better, but it's, you know, it's a bumpy, bumpy road. But so that's why it, it takes time because there'll be a time where they're all in mm. and then they'll sabotage and they'll say no to the program, they'll quit, let's say, or, you know, turn their back on it, fall off the wagon, and they'll say no to the program and they'll they'll say yes to to, to think to things that are easier, that mm-hmm. are less, that are that are more comfortable, mm-hmm. that doesn't require as much change and as much work. And then they go, hang on a minute, you know, gonna get back up, do it mm-hmm. this. So I learnt this last time. So they've always learnt, they've learnt something the first time around. So yeah, reaching out to the coaches and coming onto our breaking barriers to kind of just talk about that openly can help and be that support in that dis- discomfort, that uncomfortable place, yeah? It's just like riding a bike though, right? Like you just yeah. say no once and you feel uncomfortable and you're like, I didn't die. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it gets easier yeah. and easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. It is. And for some it would just be that little bit harder, um, you know, particularly if they've had, they've got trauma or you know they've had been brought up in violence um um so everyone's coming at it from a different level um and and we're good at blaming ourselves for getting ourselves into situations you know we're good at telling ourselves it's our fault um you know that we're the cause of some problem so we're good at that which kind of negates the process and yeah, we also judge ourselves harshly, so that doesn't help either. So really just going, hang on a minute, I've not learned it, I've not done anything wrong, um, I, you know, I can learn this and it's going to be uncomfortable. <clears throat> mm. Oh, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Carol. You're welcome. I think that women will get a lot out of this. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It was interesting to think about when you... Um, um, you know, approached me about it and I kind of thought, oh, you know, it stems from way back. So mm-hmm. just kind of having an understanding as to how, you know, evolutionary it, it, it evolves at a general level and then how it becomes more more important for women mm-hmm. uh, to be that helpful, good, fair person, you know, in life and it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's good to have those those values, of course, but at the same time, we need to honor our truth. Like that's that's what this is about. It's about really honoring honoring our truth and being really honest with ourselves, and and still forging through our own lane and not constantly jumping out of our lane into everybody else's. Mm. It just doesn't work. Mm, so true. Mm. Thank, thanks so much, um, Carol. Ladies, I hope you uh, you know got something out of this, and you can feel brave enough and practice saying no. If you're someone who always says yes and set those boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Embrace embrace the discomfort, ladies, and um, go and get out there. And it's not going to happen by miracle just by sitting yeah. around. <laughs> you're going to have to go out there and take a leap of faith. Yeah. Start saying no. no. Start saying no. Go out and practice today. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thanks so much, Carol. I'll, Pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.